fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Sorry, they got a little weird there on that open. It's all good, though. We're here. Oh, so, wait. When you screw up, it's okay. Of course. When I screw up, it's like, oh, my gosh. We need an intern. Bring Cody back. You should do better. Or you could bring Cody back. You should know better. Or you could bring Cody back. (laughs) Cody is off into the brave new world. Good for him. Good for him. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. He's out there, you know, doing radio things. Our listeners miss him. Our show misses him. AJ Knight misses him. I miss him. Four seven eight one. Can I be the new Cody? Um, you know, four seven eight one. I don't think it is hard to work with Eric. <laughs> I have found. You deserve better well, life. I take you to lunch. I, I treat you nice. Oh, you treat me nice? I got hammered at lunch today. No, you didn't. I got lit up. Just because you order, you want to order stuff that's not really on the menu. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was... <laughs> what, do you, you, what do you get here, AJ? <laughs> well, I really like this. Oh, that sounds interesting. Where is that on the menu? I eat here all the time. Searching, I'm searching. Oh yeah, it's so good. I used to have it all the time. It tastes really good. It's a little fattening, but I'm good with it. Oh, okay. When it comes to order, you say something totally different. I'm like, wait, that's not what you said. The look you gave me when I ordered it, you're like, wait, what a minute, what? I was like, what? I. When you repeated it to me, I was like, oh crap. Maybe it wasn't what I meant. <laughs> My Quesa- bad. Quesadilla, what? I don't Dude. see that on the menu. Well, those quesadilla fries were really good, man. <laughs> you missed out, Eric. Like, what an interesting have- combination. Hey, how can you take your leftovers home, dude? You could have given them to your kids for dinner. No, my my kids wouldn't eat those leftovers. They wouldn't? No. Man. Actually, I, didn't, I didn't really have much leftover. Yes, you did. I saw your plate, Eric. It was quite a bit. Well, on one plate, I wiped it out. The other plate, no. It's one of those where they have to bring a side dish with it. I didn't finish off the side dish. Jeez. Yeah, my food was good. I uh, you, you made sure you took yours home. Oh, heck yeah. I had so You're much You're going to be working on those quesadilla fries for a while. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah. Guild Morgan's text line, 435-339-0321. I agree with Eric more than you, AJ. That does, it doesn't hey, that's say a, that. That's great on the resume builder for if you want to be the new Cody. It doesn't say that, does it? Yes. 4781. 4781. That is why I don't think you could handle radio. Because <laughs> you agree with Eric more than you agree with me. 9315. Is AJ saying that he wants to quit his job by saying Co- Cody should come back and replace him? Oh, yeah. That wasn't, a, that wasn't an easy conversation to have today. Poor AJ Knight. You know, <laughs> God bless him. That young child. He'll learn. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm not quitting. I don't think I'm quitting yet. I'm not getting fired either. So yeah, I'm here for a while. I'm here for the long haul. Okay? I'm not Urban Meyer. I'm not going to say no chance and then just leave 
three months later after my team sucks. And I fake some chest issues. Fake some chest issues. <laughs> wow. Can I say that on air? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, geez, to agree with Eric more than me? Come on. Calm down. Yeah, there's no chance that uh, I'm, I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. Dude, do you think every rider was like, all right, Urban is looking at USC very seriously on their notepads or tweeting it out? As it's really as kind of that, funny uh, not having a dog in this fight, just sitting on the sidelines and just watching everything unfold with this. Like Everybody has an opinion, an inside source <laughs> about who they're going to go after or who they should consider. I mean, at this point, Ajay, they may be – why not considering Ajay Salveson as their next head coach? No, okay, look. Well, Eric – You're really good at the video games, so – I mean, they're throwing out all kinds of names. And a lot of them just don't make sense. The, the – uh, Eric – There's no chance. That- <laughs> I love that. And I love that call. I'm so glad you got that. Oh, my gosh. There's no chance. In his head, he's like, "I gotta, I gotta get hold of USC's AD. I gotta find out what the, what, what kind of money I can get from them and what kind of resources, how the facility still." Well, look, Urban was tied to as a as a potential guy with USC a year ago when there was dissatisfaction and people upset with Clay Helton. Like, should we, should we make a move now? Because Urban's hanging out in Los Angeles, part of the Fox. College sports. He was really good over there, too, crew. by the he way. He was excellent. I loved him over there. And everybody's like, should we should we make this happen? The guy's available. Yeah. But then they waited a little too long and never pulled the trigger on it. Or Urban didn't really have that much interest. So, but now he is into coaching. So I think that if he wanted the USC job, he would have it by now. So I, I am actually going to take the other stance saying that I believe him when he says there's no chance. In this moment, he says there's no chance, and I believe in this moment, there isn't. Now, three, four months down the road, if he really struggles at Jacksonville, maybe his mind starts to change a little bit, but maybe he pulls uh, a Nick Saban. But uh, in this very moment, he's only coached one NFL game, and they didn't look bad doing it. So... I actually, I'm going to take him at his word. But there's rumors that Kalani Sataki might be on the radar. Yeah. James Franklin up at so, Penn State could be on the radar. And he's told so him, look, I'm focusing on my let's team. Let's hammer down some of the real candidates. Kalani Sataki is one of the real candidates in my mind. Uh, Paul Nijanaria, great recruiter on the west side of the states, uh, has passion. Um, I think... Not that he's running out of fire coaching at BYU, but it's a new challenge at USC um, with legitimate contenders. Like, I mean, you lose Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12, and you go into a Big 12 with Texas Tech, Kansas, Kansas State. You just don't know what you're going to get out of that. You go to the Pac-12, you're in a pretty good conference, Power 5-wise. Um, I think So I think Kalani Sataki is one of them. I still think uh, Urban no Meyer is a candidate. <laughs> I still think Urban Meyer is a candidate. I do. I still think that, like, after they go 0-17 this season, and USC's like, hey, 
look, you suck it in the NFL. That's okay. Come back to college. Dick Saban did it, and now look where he's at. I just – I the, – the Kalani Sataki stuff, I just don't get. Why? Are you serious? How the, come? That group, the, the SC fan base and their, like, uppity-ups, the okay. people that are tied to that program, they want – Somebody on a national stage, a big hire. Kalani Sataki is not that guy. There's nobody available for that. There's nobody available they don't care. for that kind of a hire. They're like, this is who we are. We're going to pull someone away from what they're doing right now. I don't care what availability is. We're going to go say, hey, we're USC. We have an opening. We want you. They need to start Drop forking. what you're doing but here's and come the thing. coach for they us. They need to start forking out money. They're not paying enough money for some of these bigger hires. Well, they say they're going to. They've increased their facilities. They've increased a lot of things that, to show that they're serious about being a national contender. They just don't have the right coach. So who, like, who's a big name that would actually come out and do it? Who? Jim Harbaugh is not a good candidate. I think Kalani Sataki is your best candidate. Bob Stoops? Great candidate. Great candidate. I mean, <laughs> I just said they don't care about who's – "Quote unquote available." But there's a guy very much available. Available, yeah. Who's just hanging out? By the way, he was really good on Fox uh, Fox Noon. He did a great job. I thought he was. They got a great group over there. Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Bob Stoops. Um, they're I, I, that's a phenomenal. Screw ASPN. I'm so sick of their crap. I really am. I'm just tired of it. It's just the same old lame stu- duck stuff. But I love what Fox is doing, and Bob Stoops is a great uh, great analyst, and he'd be a great fit. Well, he'd be a good fit for USC. Um, knows how to recruit, has won games, won a lot of them, BCS included, got a national championship with it. He's had Heisman Trophy winners. He has the resume. He absolutely has the resume. Bob Stoops would be a wonderful candidate. I'd take him. Um, I put Sataki on that list. Uh, I'm trying to think of legit serious contenders who could actually leave where they're at and go to USC. Like legit candidates. Well, and I don't even know that it needs to be somebody who had previous ties to USC. I don't no. think they really and, care and, about and, that. No, they don't care about that anymore. Pete Carroll so was, you could go to the NFL. Pete Carroll had no tie to USC. But in the NFL... He was also the fourth option. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a fun little... That 30 for 30 on how they got him was nuts. Um, what about... Okay. What about in the NFL? Josh McDaniels? But I think he's the heir apparent to Bill Belichick, so I'd say no there. Um, I don't think uh, who is the guy Sean te- McVay. Sean McVay would be wonderful. No chance, and you know what that he's leaving L.A. to go to USC. I think he enjoys the NFL life too much to leave it to go to USC. Yeah, I don't see that happening. He'd be a good fit though. I think he'd be a great fit actually. That's a great name. You bring already up, Eric. knows him. It's a phenomenal name you bring up. I like that one. Um, what about? Uh, oh goodness gracious! Uh, who was the guy that was at Texas Tech, and then went to the NFL? Kingsbury. Yes. No. No. I mean, he was an OC at USC for a year before he went to uh, to Arizona. I, I, they're talking about like Mario Cristobal, who's up at Oregon. That, he, but why would you leave yeah. Oregon? Why would you leave Oregon with, with the resources uh, that they have? I stick where you're at. I, there. I get it. Oregon is still not quite USC, but 
Dude, but they've got something going right now. They just yeah. beat the crap. I mean, they took Ohio State behind a woodshed. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'm not so sure about him. But uh, Chris Peterson, do you think that's real? Uh, I've heard a couple different places say that he is really not interested. Okay, I see, and that's what I thought too. I hadn't heard that, but that's I would imagine USC's a little bit too much under the light for his liking. So I don't, I don't think he leaves over there. Uh, what? Why Did you hear is Rick it? Neuheisel on Dan Patrick? Was I that love yeah. yesterday or today, dude. I, think I it was yesterday. I've heard that was a great interview. I haven't listened to it yet. It was really interesting because he says, "Look, the way that college football is is going, you need somebody who's more of a general manager, somebody who understands how to to work the transfer game, and uh, see who's in the in the portal and, and build your team." From uh, places all over the country, and that, but also somebody who can be endearing to what's going on in in California, because California is losing their recruits left and right to other programs, where before it was California, I mean, USC owned California, but those you know Oregon's down there, Washington's down there, a lot of top tier programs are recruiting California and getting those kids. Because USC just isn't on the top of their mind. But here's the other thing, Ajay. Is USC overinflating their spot and their place in the college football landscape? Because, look, they they've, haven't really been on a national stage in the last 10 years. Uh, it used to be that they were the literally the only game in town. They were the biggest deal in town. But now... The Rams have been, have relocated there. Yes, the Chargers have as well. Beautiful, big, fancy stadium with all the amenities. It used to be the Coliseum was the only place to really watch a, uh, a top-level football. UCLA had its moments here and there, and the Rose Bowl is nice, but USC was the game in town. Now that's not the case. So I think that USC is maybe over-inflating who they think they are and what they can do in today's college football landscape. Can I ask you, and I ask you genuinely, out of sincerity, because I really don't know, what is with the interest in James Franklin? I I share the same question. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't just He's me. had some good teams, yeah. but he hasn't won at the highest level. I mean, he hasn't been in the college football playoff. He was on the hot seat just a few, like a year ago. I, I So I don't... I don't understand the the affinity for James Franklin as a top candidate. I mean, I'd still put him ahead of Kalani Stocky. Really? I put Kalani ahead of James. Kalani, he's a great attitude. He's definitely he's familiar with the Pac-12 landscape, but he is not one on a national stage like a lot of these other guys we've discussed. I uh... USC wants somebody that will instantly connect and be hey you've won on a national stage everybody knows who you are you're going to take us to the next level. okay so let's let me ask about this what about cincinnati's head football coach yes i think he's probably a front runner gotta be getting phone calls yeah yeah but he but he hasn't won a i mean he's a top 10 team 
but he, I don't know, like, is that a name that everybody knows and everybody sees and that, like, he, like, USC and the name attract each other? Like, is that something? He will be a top name at any Power 5 opening this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, look, he would, be, he would be in the college football playoff if not for being in a non-Power 5 conference. What about uh, the other one I was thinking about is, uh, come on. Iowa State's head coach. What's his name? That guy's winning and winning a lot right now in football. He's doing very, very well. That's That's got to be a hot candidate. I know they got blown out by Iowa pretty well, uh, but that's, that's something I would have to at least think about. I don't know if they got blown out by Iowa. They lost in the fourth quarter, but they were competitive. Yeah. Um. Mm, interesting. See, the Cincinnati guy still sticking with me now, though. And then one more guy I want to bring up with you, just for kicks and giggles because it's a radio show, but Kyle Whittingham. They just got blown up by BYU. I don't know what this team's going to look like in the Pac-12 this year. They're at USC in October, on October 8th, in a game that's really starting to lose hype because USC just lost to Stanford. Um, what do you think? Yeah, You think there's any interest from Kyle to move from, from Utah and Go to Southern California and coach against a team that kicked his butt for five, six, seven years? Yeah, there's no chance. That... <laughs> I'm so glad you got that audio. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> Only because, again, Kyle Whittingham, he's, got, he's been in the, the Pac-12 for a while, but he's never won the Pac-12. If I'm USC, if I'm a big booster at USC – like, why are you getting this guy? He hasn't proven he's been in this league for a long time now. He hasn't proven he can win in this league. He's been in the Pac twelve championship. But he hasn't won it. No. What is all right, what has James Franklin won? No, I mean no Big Ten titles. What is uh Cincinnati done? They're a top ten team, but out of outside of a P five conference. They, he hasn't coached in the P five. We don't know how good he is. So I don't know why he is attractive, but not Kyle Whittingham, who's one in P5, who's a good coach, who can recruit the heck out of the West Side. Um, yes, that's I will give him that. Yeah. Oh, I, I take him over the Cincinnati, dude. Dude, but what, I just don't get the interest in James Franklin. I'm sorry. That just is <laughs> making no sense to me at all. And the other name that doesn't make any sense to me is Bill O'Brien. Why? Why would Bill O'Brien be of any good for you? Uh, nine three one five is Ajay's coach thing. Like when he said the Jazz could be six through eight seed in the playoffs. Don't trust it. Oh, really? But you don't want to trust, and you don't want to mention Eric and nine three one five. You don't want to talk about my Clippers and six prediction, or my twenty seven twenty four prediction win over Washington State. You guys don't want to have that conversation, huh? Nine nine three six. Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Can't beat his rival for H sakes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. Look, that's true. And th- and that's my other question is, what do you take in and what is USC trying to take in into accountability of what they're looking for in a head coach? Is it name? Is it national championships? Is it na- national prestige? What are they looking for at USC to help bring them back into relevancy? Because they just, I mean, they haven't had it for a long time. And so that's the question is what are they looking for? Uh, yeah, looking for a celebrity coach. 
looking for an up-and-comer? Good question. Somebody that has a more score lots of points mm-hmm. kind of mentality. One five three four on our Guild Mortgage text line. Current USC AD is the one that hired Cincinnati's coach. That's why. Ah. So he's so he knows who he. Okay. But and look, Fickle has had a good track record. Yeah, he's he has got that going for him too. Boy, that could be. I think he's in the running. I don't know if he gets the gig. I think he's in the running, though. So I'd put, here's who my top three candidates would be. And I'm not even joking you when I say this. Fickle, Sitaki, Gal. Maybe the Oregon guy, Crystal Ball. Like, I think Whittingham's in that conversation. I don't know how serious it is or how much he climbs up the ladder. Or if he even has any interest. Or if he's like, look, I'm at Utah. Like, they're going to take care of me, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids. Like, we are set for life here, financially. Why go and ruin that? 4086, what did James Franklin do? I'll tell you. He coached Vanderbilt, what's had... what? who's had a losing record and brought them to two or three winning seasons. He was hired at Penn State, won Penn State, won at Penn State when they were on NCAA probation and brought them to a national power that they are now. They're not a national power, 4086. I'm sorry. I mean, they are a lot better. I they're mean, better, but they're not a national power. Nobody considers, and it, yeah, nobody considers Penn State yet to be a national power. He hasn't been in a Big Ten championship game since he's been there. Uh, I don't think he has, has he? Believe not. Um, he hasn't won a Big Ten championship. I'll have to look up his record against Iowa State or against Ohio State in Michigan. But, yeah, look, what he did at Vanderbilt was great. Awesome. Good for him. But I, I, I still need more. Penn State currently ranked 10th in the AP and 12th in the coaches. Yep. But, Eric, again, he's got to win. He's got to beat the rivals. He's got to beat the rivals. He's got to beat the Ohio States, the uh, the Michigan, um, and he's got to go win a Big Ten. I like to win a Big Ten championship. In nineteen, he went eleven and two with a seven and two conference record. They went to the Cotton Bowl that year. Uh, they struggled the year before that. In eighteen, they lost in the Citrus Bowl. They finished that year nine and four. In twenty twenty, uh, it was their worst start in school history. They were zero and five. Now they won the last four games to go four and five, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he was on a bit of a hot seat last year. Yeah, as he should have been too. I'm not sold on James Franklin. Nine nine three six text in. By the way, Eric, is it possible to have these texts available for the post game Colin show for Aggie football? You just hold uh, on there. Uh, that may be. That might be happening. Maybe coming. So yeah, hold tight to that uh, to that thought and let idea. Me, let me speak to. Uh, yeah, the right people. The vice president of radio operations. Let me speak to the vice president of operations and see if we can make it happen. You know, and then I said, hey, Eric, thanks for lunch. And then as I got out of the car, I realized something. You charged it to the account. So it was, hey, Ken, thanks for lunch. No, it's a radio station. Oh, well, thanks, Cash Valley We're Media having Group a radio discussion, radio station discussion. <laughs> That's what it's there I'm for. <laughs> I used my own money to pay for the tip. 
Oh, you, oh, yeah, you gave the waitress a $20 bill. Hey, will you, uh, cut this up? You'll give me a few ones, maybe 20 ones instead. I'll give you a I'm not going to give him a 40% tip. Why not? He was great. He got me a pina colada lemonade. He helped me understand what quesadilla fries are. <laughs> this guy was wonderful. He got you a to-go cup? He got me a to-go cup with a to-go box. Because I didn't let my food go to waste. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. All right. So USC's got coaches to find, and they got candidates galore. So, right. Everybody's got an opinion about. Hey, do they find who a should coach? be the next guy? Do they find a coach by the end of the season, or they wait till after the season's over? Well, it's a. Uh, it was interesting timing to to make that decision. two games in, man. Um, but what it does is it puts everybody in football on notice. You have. Uh, an audition period here. Everybody. And so rather than waiting to the end of the year, end of the season where you maybe have to rush and try to get it all settled within like two weeks, USA, USC and their administration, they've got a couple of months to consider candidates, to look to see how they're doing in different situations and take their time. It, it gives them more time to be more strategic about how they're going to go about replacing and find the next head coach. And I think it gives a fair shot to uh, the coordinators uh, on the sidelines to say, are you worth holding on to as well? Yeah. And, and oh, and by the way, that's that's another great question. Can the other university that USC is trying to poach that coach from, can they pay up and say, hey, look, we want you here? Guys, teams like Cincinnati probably going to lose out to USC. But a team like BYU or Utah can match that for USC of what USC is trying to give them. But Cincinnati, if they were to take him or Fickle, I, they can't match whatever USC is going to give them. It's too hard. It's too much. Do uh, you want to hear what Luke Fickle had to say today? I would love to, actually, yeah. About the rumors? No, I really would. Here's uh, addressing the interest of, well, people saying that he has interest. Um, he was able to um, address the media today and, and talk about that. And uh, this was Luke Fickle, as I'm trying to you find You have it. mentioned about three of those things. And pull it up. Three times already. While you're at it, 5123, uh, let's see here. Yep, 3886, text in. Imagine Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State. He would be a riot at USC. Oh, my gosh. Gundy at USC would be one of the best things ever. Be great. What about Lincoln Riley? Hey, where's Lincoln at? Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Dude, he's going to the USC. He ain't touching the Pac-12. Uh, let's see. 4086. Who do you want to see as head coach at USC? I'll tell you my choice at the end of the season. And then 9315. Didn't USU do basically the same thing when they let go Gary? I think it worked better for USU. Uh, yeah. There were... Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, there was other things going on there. But here's what Luke Fickle had to say about the rumors. He with finally his got name, it. Yes, okay. being uh, mentioned as a potential candidate at USC. I know nothing, nor does it make me have have any interest. So um, it's not a it's not a big deal. It's nothing but distractions if people allow it to be. Uh, and for us, it it, it can't be. Um, you know. But I also want to say that this is the greatest thing that can happen for us, and because it is a reflection on what these guys have done on the football field. So there are some great things about if that's if that's 
what's being talked about has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what Desmond Ritter and Maje Sanders and Ahmad Gardner and those guys have done to put our program um, in a light. And uh, I hope that uh, there's a lot of those calls and things like that at the end of the year because at the end of the year when you're playing really good ball, those things are going to happen. And we pride ourselves on people calling um, at the end of the year, whether it's you know for your for me or for your coordinators or or the, those juniors that uh, you know they want to come out for the draft because they're playing really really good football. So um, it's a compliment to all if if somebody is bringing anything like that up because you know I think uh, that's about all you really need to talk about. I mean, pl- hey, plenty of our young juniors that have a, a future in football are getting a lot of calls as well, and um, it can't distract them any either. That's how you answer that. That's a great answer. It is. That was a solid answer. He's gone. (laughs) He's out of here. Well, interesting in the light of today's events um, and how it affects this area, which not really. um, But uh, there was an interesting article in The Athletic today by Chris Vanini about uh, college football expansion likely isn't done. And the AAC will likely respond. Uh, Big 12, there's been already been some discussion that they may not be done. We talked about that the other day. But how does the AAC kind of replace the teams that it's losing? And will the Mountain West respond? Will they be aggressive? I thought it was interesting what he put together. We'll kind of dive into that, how that affects uh, the Mountain West and Utah State University. Hey, speaking of Mountain West, we also got to get into this Boise State situation. They got going on with fans. What's um, that? Well, <laughs> They had a great home game last week with not a lot of masks that were being worn. And a lot of fans are upset. And they want a refund on their season tickets. Oh, my word. Wow. Okay. We'll get into that. And also, it's Opposition Research Day for Utah State uh, getting ready for their game at Air Force. We'll hear from Derek Wright, A.J. Vongpachan. I had a chance to talk to them yesterday after practice. We'll hear those exclusive interviews. Uh, Coach Anderson about Air Force. Coach uh, Calhoun about the Aggies. Uh, T.D. Blackman from Air Force talked a little bit about the Aggies as well. All that's coming up here on the Full Court Press. The first ever Latino festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health insurance. Members First Credit Union, our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Hispanic Employees Resources Group, Cytiva, earn hourly wages of $20 or more at Cytiva. iFit, a global company committed to diversity and inclusion, welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and even your dance shoes to the first ever Latino Festival, September 18th, starting at 3 p.m. on Logan's Center Street. 
Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers. And Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for the Best of Northern Utah in the AC HVAC category. They were named Silver Medalist for Place to Work and Remodeler Contractor. They thank you for your votes of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the Gold Medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's week two NFC showdown from the city of brotherly love as the Philadelphia Eagles host the San Francisco 49ers. Hi, this is John Rothstein. Join Bill Rosinski, Brian Baldinger, and myself for all the action. Can Nick Bosa and the 49ers ground Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? It's Philadelphia hosting San Francisco. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We figured it out yesterday. We uh, went over our game plan for them, talked about Navy a little bit, got those done, and now we're all locked in for Utah State. T.D. Blackman, one of the few things that he had to say about Utah State. I don't know. What was the point of cutting that audio? So I have something to play over the bumper music. Wasted so much time with that crap. Coming up next hour, we'll hear from AJ Vongpachan and Derek Wright. Those interviews that I was able to do after practice yesterday. Uh, this team continues to exude a lot of positive energy and excitement. It's fun. Now, Eric, what happens when adversity hits? Mm. Are they still going to have that positivity and excitement is the question. and they, And I think they will. I think Coach Anderson brings it no matter what, and he's and he has that staff doing the same as well. It's gonna be a tough one, man. That's a it's a good Air Force football team. They're so good in so many ways. Um, they're gonna be a problem. But I said it before. I just the Aggies have Eric. Um, they have mental and physical toughness, which they didn't have the last two years. Yes. That's that's so big against complaining against a team like Air Force. I agree with that. Phys- physical and mental toughness, and they have and it. a lot of talk about unity. Yep. Um, Chris Vanini for the Athletic put together an interesting piece about uh, 
more expansion that could be taking place or reshuffling the deck, as it were, for the group of five conferences. Uh, mostly focused on the AAC. Like, what do they do to replace the schools that left? Uh, any notion of them being a power six is was folly anyway, but it's out the window now. Um, and it, he goes through and lists a couple different schools and why they may or may not be good targets. Uh, but then he says uh, the, the Western Wing, as he puts it. Uh, Boise State, San Diego State, Colorado State, Air Force. Um, and and I, I love his take on this. I think it's appropriate. It mirrors some of the things that we've been saying on this program. It says, some Mountain West Conference sources find this move unlikely, while others are at least intrigued. The Mountain West earns around $4 million with its TV deal, and a restructured AAC deal would likely be around the same. So moving to the AAC would greatly increase travel costs that could offset any difference. For some, there's not an appetite to send volleyball and other Olympic sports teams to places like Florida, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. And I Totally agree with that. Um, Boise State has made some cuts in their athletic budget. They've dropped some sports. They've been hit hard with the pandemic. They weren't managing their books very well. They've been in a bit of a financial crunch. Um, We've already talked about how Colorado State has one of the biggest athletic budgets and revenues in the Mountain West. San Diego State wants to position itself as a potential player. But I think that it could be more likely that the Mountain West – kind of sits tight with its football-playing schools, but looks at uh, basketball uh, additions. Now, Vanini doesn't really get into that too much, but does say the Mountain West is in a comfortable position at the moment. If some of its rising teams continue to improve, it could surpass the AAC on the football field. Also recently been a multi-bid league for the NCAA men's basketball tournament, which provides value as well. I think that gets to the point of some of the discussion and rumors that we were talking about earlier this week about the Mountain West going after basketball-playing schools like Gonzaga or Wichita State. Because while your geography is pretty well set, unless you want to go into Texas and go after North Texas or SMU, um, UTSA maybe, only because of the, the television markets and recent investments in athletics, uh, maybe it's just best to just stay put with where you are football-wise and just enhance your basketball, basketball program, program, which will add value <clears throat> to your overall revenue streams to the conference. How many basketball teams do we have in our conference right now? Do you know? Eleven. So we need one more. Right, because Hawaii is a non... They're a football-only I mean, you can still number. add two more and get Gonzaga with it and make 13 out of it, but do, <laughs> Gonzaga's making a lot of good money right now in the WCC. Um... And unless Mountain West Conference can commit to paying Gonzaga a hefty amount of money, it's going to be hard to get them over here. Wichita State, I think, is a more likely draw uh, over Wichita Gonzaga. State doesn't bring the name recognition or... For basketball? Oh, yes, the they do. money like, like Gonzaga would. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, That's unfair I to think compare it could, the two, though. Yeah, I think it could help, but they're not going to instantly be a top-tier Mountain West team. You don't think Wichita State would? I think, well, I guess I sh- we should clarify what I mean by top-tier. 
Uh, I think they'd be within the top five. Okay, yeah, we're good. Then. So I guess we're going to do that. That would yeah. be top tier. Yeah. You have a top five, a middle five, and a lower five, or ish. Yep. Truth. Okay. I'm with you on that one. 9315 text into our show. If you had the choice, would you want the Aggies to play Air Force early or late in the season, and why? I would say earlier because you have a more healthy team. Uh, yeah, earlier for me. Absolutely earlier. Because I don't know what our health is going to look like when we go and face. Um, I don't know. Just some of these other teams later in the year. Uh, 3498 text in. Uh, not that it matters because the Zach schedule, a monster non-conference schedule, but they are losing BYU. What about them and St. Mary's to the Mountain West Conference? See, St. Mary's would be a great addition as well. St. Mary's would be a good addition. Yep. It's a good program. And we've played them several times throughout our non-conference schedule. Um, they now, could, Do you leave an opportunity I wouldn't be, be surprised if they're on our non-conference schedule this year. Like, they would be, it would be their conference once BYU and Gonzaga, if they both ended up leaving. Would St. Mary's choose to stay and just Play rule second that fiddle. place? Or come where you can play good basketball and good gyms every week. Nah, I think they'd leave. I do. I think they'd leave. Ajay, I'm just going to look at the last 10 years yeah. when Utah State plays Air Force okay. and how it turns out. Good. Um, Gary Anderson's first year uh, Oh, didn't play Air Force. That's right. That was later. That was uh, They weren't in the Mountain West Conference yet. That was Matt Wells' first year that they were in the Mountain West. So they played Air Force early. One fifty-two to twenty. The the next year they played Air Force in the middle of the season and won thirty-four to sixteen. In two thousand fifteen, played Air Force late and lost thirty-five to twenty-eight. In sixteen, played Air Force early, lost twenty-seven to twenty. In seventeen, played Air Force late at the end of the year, lost thirty-eight to thirty-five. Played in 2018, played Air Force pretty early. First real conference game. Won that game 42-32. to Last year, excuse me, I should say in 2019, played Air Force in the middle of the season and lost 31-7. to And then last year played them late and lost 25-7. to So I don't think it really matters. Uh, I was trying to see if there's a trend. Like if you play them early, your chances of success are higher, but... They do, well, I mean, they do seem to have a little bit more success earlier in the year than later in the year. But I'm with you. I, I think that if you're going to play Air Force, I'd rather have that game earlier in the year. Get it out of the way. Your team's healthier. Um, you have maybe a little bit more time in the during fall camp to prepare for them and be aware of them. Because if they're late in the season, you're dinged up. I get it. They are too. But um, you, you have a short amount of time to kind of remember what it was you did maybe in the fall camp to prepare for this style of offense. So I, I'd rather face them earlier. I used to think that it was better to have them later because the way they play, they get worn down. They don't have the depth like a lot of other teams might have. But it doesn't matter. We've seen that the hard way. It doesn't matter if you're the first string guy or the uh, third string guy they know who they are. They know what they do. 
and they do it very well. Yeah, and that and and they're committed to doing that, Eric. They don't change their identity based on an opponent. They go back no. with the exact same offensive game plan, and they just said, look, we're going to attack it this way. We're going to try and find the defense's weak spots, and we're going to go right after it with the exact same offense. And we're going to dare them to stop us for 60 minutes. You know, I, I, I'm i kind of probably stealing a couple pick sixes here. but and, and, we, and we've talked about it every year we play Air Force. I swear you and I have the same exact same conversation. How many offensive possessions do the Aggies get in this game? Knowing Air Force, they so we know that they know that the Aggies like to go fast pace. So the question for Air Force is, how much clock do we want to eat up? I mean, do we milk this thing to like five seconds on the play clock, run it? Like how much, I mean, honestly, how many possessions do you get per half? Against these guys. Usually, like, for example, against North Dakota, I'd have to look it up. But I think it was near double digits in in possessions. I mean, they had quite a few of them, especially in the second half. It's probably going to change drastically when you play Air Force, at least, and especially based on how fast your offense is. Uh, T.D. Blackman about the USU offense and their pace. You're not going to get anything, but here you go. They've just got a very fast offense, but our offense is great too, so we're going to get more stops hopefully, and offense is going to score the ball. It'll be a pretty good game. It's just awesome. <laughs> it's like almost into Booger don't, McFarland. Don't you feel like you have a better idea of what Air Force is all about now? <laughs> Man. Oh, I just wait until you hear Howdy Doody, dude. You're going to love that one. <laughs> you are, you're in for a treat today with Howdy Doody. <laughs> oh shoot uh yeah i guess the key is to let or stop the team that's trying to score and try to score on the team that's trying to stop you uh more from the uh, the coaches and the players we haven't done our actor athlete coach today by the way oh i forgot about that i didn't i well, got quotes for we'll you have to find a way to sneak that in uh and uh but coming up on the other side of this break we first what's going on in boise state some controversy there uh, in the conference at uh, one of our uh, conference rivals. We'll get into what's going on. We'll also hear from uh, Derek Wright, A.J. Vongpachan. We'll hear from Blake Anderson. We'll hear from Troy Calhoun. It's all part of our opposition research on a Wednesday here on the Full Court Press. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring If you're a business, hiring seems to be a concern now and in the future. Plan on attending the Cash Valley Media Group's job fair Thursday, September 23rd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. By attending the job fair, you can talk with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or changing careers. Call 752-1390. That's 752-1390. Or go to cashvalleydaily.com to get involved in the Thursday, September 23rd job fair at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cash Valley Media Group. 
snowfall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services Matt Neverett. It's the week three edition of This Week in the Mountain West. In this episode, we'll take a look around the week two slate in the Mountain West Conference, including six teams scoring 45 points or more offensively. We'll be joined by New Mexico head coach Danny Gonzalez, and we'll sit down with San Diego State pre- and post-game show host John Schaefer. All that and more coming up. You don't want to miss it. Thursday afternoon during the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Going against triple option is you have to be very assignment sound. So they can be assignment sound. I think our offense is still going to produce a points on them. That was TD Blackman with more interesting insights. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, cut his audio up. I'll just, go ahead. Please cut it. They need to give you something to do. There's only so many Bill Belichick videos you can watch in a day. No, there wasn't. I missed Matt Jones' press conference today. I missed Dante Williams' press conference today. The defensive pack for the Patriots. Oh, because you want me to cut up a guy, uh, his audio of like five words. God. Uh, it's been it's been kind of a challenge, you know, going from a triple option team, a service academy team, to Utah State, who's going to throw it around a little bit more. But I think we're locked in and ready for this week. Yeah, that I think that's interesting. They had to prepare for themselves, and now they have to prepare for a a team like Utah State that moves the ball around in different ways. They throw the ball a lot. It's bigger transition for for Air Force to go from Navy to USU than it is for USU to go from North Dakota to Air Force, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like to know why, from his perspective, what's the challenge? What are you going up against? It's like he hasn't even watched film yet. This is what he's going up against. Uh, It'll be amazing, knowing that we can drop... Uh, drop a lot of guys in coverage, send some pressure on the quarterback without having to worry about the run game. Makes football so much easier because, I mean, obviously you have a two-way go every time the ball snaps. They can either run it or they can throw it. So making one team one-dimensional. You can either run it or throw it. Yeah, that's probably... But the context was still your two you want to take man. away the run game. You want to stop them from being able to run. Wait, go to the one where he's confident. Play that audio. Uh, that he's confident? I think we already played that. We did? Yes. Yeah, we already played that. 
What's the, what's the heck? What's the one that he says he's gonna they're they're gonna score a lot of points on us? Yeah, we played that already. We did. Yep. Ah, I missed it. Uh, another quick timeout and some additional thoughts. Uh, next hour, a lot more from the coaches and the players. Uh, Utah State gets ready for Air Force, part of our opposition research here on the Full Court Press. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A few nights ago, my wife Amy and I were at a movie in Lewiston. It was late, so when we got out, we drove around a little bit. What did we notice? Every light in Lewiston was on. Nobody was sleeping very well. The next day, I checked my computer at My Mattress to see how many people in Lewiston were sleeping on an IntelliBed. The answer I found? Not many. Lewiston, I thought we had this figured out. If you want to sleep soundly, you got to buy an IntelliBed. Only at my mattress. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Just some of the details that are involved, you know, and how you play. Now, it's a brand new set of circumstances and details this week. I don't want to say it's a bygone. The river's, the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. What? What? You started out talking about defense, then he's talking about rivers and bridges. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> I nearly gave up doing this. I, I nearly quit. Can I hear that again? I'm really not sure what I yeah. just heard. Well, what does the title of that audio say? Calhoun on Air Force defense. And play it. You know, just some of the details that are involved, you know, and how you play. Now, it's a brand new set of circumstances and details this week. I don't want to say it's a bygone. The river's, the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. What in the Sam <laughs> Hill did I just hear? What? <laughs> different circumstances and then bridges and rivers and okay okay the different circumstances what? I'm, as i translate it he's talking about again navy utah state different you know players different guys different defense different coordinators i get that i don't know what in the good name we are talking about with bridges and rivers and running through the snowy Bygone. river. I, the river's the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right I'm now. I'm not even joking you. I didn't take another quote and put it into there. I I, I, I was going to say, did you merge some no, things? Are you no, messing with us? No, I swear to life. There was pauses, and so I would eliminate the pauses, and then that's it. That's all I did. Everything else is as is. The bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. I'm... I'm sorry. The flow in the current. I cannot is, help you at uh, this point. We can help you save money. We want to let you know about Napa Auto Parts Gold Filter Sale. Uh, they sponsor Dan Patrick's Above the Noise, which is coming up here momentarily. It ends today. So if you haven't taken advantage, you've got a few hours left. Uh, go to five different locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence in their Gold Filter Sale. It ends 
today. They have a lot more offers in store. It's to save you a lot of money on filters, on different types of oils, uh, of, uh, synthetic blends, fuel additives. You can get all those details at Napa Auto Parts, five different locally owned locations from Preston to Providence. Coming up next hour, more of uh, Utah State and Air Force in Opposition Research. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last night, ESPN aired the first part of its 30 for 30, Once Upon a Time in Queens on the 1986 Mets. That was a great team with some wild characters like Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden, Lenny Dykstra. It helps the team played in New York as well. They belong in an elite group. Teams, you just say the name and the year, and it evokes reaction. The 86 Mets, the 85 Bears, the 27 Yankees, the 72 Dolphins. Ironically, it helps if the team was one and done with titles like the Mets and Bears. Michael Jordan's six titles with the Bulls kind of cancel each other out. Same with Joe Montana and the Niners, the 90s Cowboys, the 70s Steelers, or the late 90s Yankees. You also need time to gain perspective. The 2016 Cubs could join that list someday, or the 2016 Cavaliers. All of these teams deserve their own 30 for 30, and most of them will probably get one. But the Mets got their turn this week, and so far, it's been a lot of fun. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Chances are you're probably in your car right now, and that means at some point you're going to have to fill up that gas tank. Why not get cash back when you do? The free GetUpside app does just that. It gives you cash back on every gallon you buy. And right now, use the promo code FOOTBALL. You'll receive an extra $0.25 per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. And that can be 5 bucks or more back in your wallet. The GetUpside app is easy to use. Just claim the cash back offer at the gas station you want. Pay with your card, check in, and boom, you're earning cash back for just buying gas. Do yourself a favor. Download the GetUpside app right now. Make sure you use the promo code FOOTBALL to earn that extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Start earning cash back every time you fill up with GetUpside. And remember that promo code is FOOTBALL. An extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back. Get up. This is the season to stock up on oil and filters. It's the fall Napa Gold Filter Cell at all five Cache Valley Napa Auto Parts stores. Napa Synthetic Blend Oil, $1.99 a quart. Seafoam Fuel Additive, $5.99 a can. Napa 15W40, $9.99 a gallon. Chevron Dello 15W40, $11.99 a gallon. These specials and a whole lot more during the Napa Gold Filter Cell, now through September 15th at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. The most beloved musical of all time is coming to the Ellen Eccles Theater. September 17th through the 25th, Music Theater West presents The Sound of Music. Bring the whole family and share in an evening of the music you love and the story you'll never forget. This timeless Rodgers and Hammerstein classic will warm your heart and leave you singing. Tickets are on sale now at musictheaterwest.org. Don't miss... The Sound of Music, September 17th through 25th. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. what you need to know. Start with news from the NFL where Dallas pass rusher Demarcus Lawrence is out indefinitely after suffering a broken foot practice today. The Cowboys are at the Chargers this weekend. Saquon Barkley listed as questionable for Thursday night's contest against Washington. Tight end Evan Ingram is out for the Giants. Odell Beckham Jr. out this week as Cleveland plays Houston. Coach Kevin Stefanski saying the move 
is just some for clarity in the game plan. Urban Meyer and Mario Cristobal both going on the record today saying they have no interest in the Southern Cal football job. It'll be a while before that vacancy is filled. Right now on the Major League Baseball scoreboard, Boston and Seattle tied at three. They're in the eighth inning. The Red Sox essentially tied atop the American League wildcard standings. Seattle three games back earlier today. Toronto a 6-3 win over Tampa Bay. The Blue Jays in the lead for that wild card race. I'm Ralph Irvin. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Salveson. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Ajay Salveson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for being here with us. Whether it's on the radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, on the mobile app, 106.9 The Fan, or if you're streaming online, 106.9TheFan.com, or if uh, you're listening to us on our podcast, we appreciate you being here and being a part of the show and always love the interaction with the fans and with our listeners on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. On Wednesdays, we do uh, What Went Wrong Wednesday. We normally do actor, player, coach. Who said it? We're going to. Especially this week. It is a tribute. <laughs> the howdy doody. <laughs> uh, 5879. We now have enough crazy quotes from him to make a montage. We That's really... Yeah. Need to do that. We actually, I need to work on that. Yes. I'll work on that, that could for be, tomorrow. That could be a you lot of You got it. 5879. And 68789. Eight, and a bygone? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So what? for those who are just joining our show. What in the world? Okay. For those who are just joining our show, A, welcome. Hi. Good evening. Uh, you can text into our show or Gil Morgan's text line 435-339-0321. Today, Howdy Booty was uh, speaking... And uh, he was asked about the defense for Utah State. That, that's all he was asked. Just what are your thoughts on a defense that is as physical like Utah State? And howdy doody, give a howdy doody answer. You know, just some of the details that are involved, you know, and how you play. Now, it's a brand new set of circumstances and details this week. I don't want to say it's a bygone. The river's, the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. I don't want to say it's a bygone. I, I, I'm with 679. A bygone? What the fetch, man? I don't want to say it's a bygone. <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean? <laughs> Dude, listen to his whole press conference, and he uses words that I've never heard of in my life. And how does, how do the people in the the press room just like let it slide? Like, oh, they're probably taking it serious. Like, yeah, hey. Did anybody ask him for clarification ever? No, no, no one did. They're like, oh, okay, thanks, coach. They're like, okay, coach has got to cross a big river <laughs> that just changed the current. That changes the current as they get ready to face the Aggies. And it's a bygone. 
with the vampire on the other side of the stream. Quit snorting smarties. The bridge was way back there in the river. The, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. I Dude, and I'm telling you, I did not cut anything up and add anything to it. I'm, I pro, I cut out the spaces. He's just like throwing random phrases into Google and like synthesizing his voice. 6891. What went wrong for me is I bought myself a new golf club and haven't been able to use it yet. Why not? Why haven't you been able to Man, use your golf club The weather's been beautiful yet? the last two weeks. Yeah, help me out here, 6891. It's not going to last very long. It's going to get cold next what? week. Okay, so I got two questions for you, 6891. Where did you buy your golf club? And what kind of club did you get? That, that's what I need to know. Uh, 9315. What went wrong for Coach Air Force uh, made us all a little dumber with what he said? That's probably <laughs> true. He thinks he's smarter, but he's actually making us all dumber. 6789. How dare he suggest it's a bygone? What's a bygone, dude? I need help here. What is a bygone? Like, okay, so I've heard on TV, let bygones be bygones. But I always thought that was like monsters or aliens. It's like, let things in the past stay in the past. Okay, so how does that relate to this conversation? I have no idea. 3498. That makes coach or something. That coach makes as much sense as AJ talking about music. Okay, look. I don't want to say it's a bygone. It was in the past, okay? It's a bygone foreclusion of what entimidity was once was. It no longer is because the river and the current are now going in the same direction. The definition for bygone is a thing dating from an earlier time. Okay, wait. Play the line again then. Dude, we're going to spend a whole hour trying to translate this guy's Set of comment. circumstances and details this week. I don't want to say it's a bygone. The river's, the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. <laughs> I don't freaking know what he's trying to say. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. This is, this is so on? bad. Uh let's see. 6891. Uh, he bought a PXG driver, been super busy with the house, bought it online. All right. So you've been busy with doing some... Uh, Housework and you bought a golf club online. That's a good week. That's you need all right. a, still a line you've from got, Stephen Covey. You got to sharpen do, the saw, and you've right? got you time to go some do time. some uh, swinging. You got yes. time. Yeah. Oh man, you have to make time. Do you consider? I have never been a great golfer, but I love going golfing. I suck at it. I'm so bad at golfing, but I love going. Nobody ever invites me because I'm bad, but I love going golfing. Oh, man, it's the best. Maybe uh, we could go sometime, Eric. No. What's your plans like next? Uh, oh, 6891s. He's, he's bad at it also. I doubt it, dude. Yeah, there's no chance. <laughs> Thanks, Urban. Thanks for bailing me out. <laughs> Oh, fat. Okay, so Coach Calhoun did meet with the media. Um, that wasn't the only weird thing that he had to say. No, nah, he had a few things. Uh, this is him talking about Utah State. You know, if you recall, um, two years ago, we played this earlier this week, he was uh, really talking down about how the Aggies have an older team, a bunch of old guys, taking advantage of the rules. We're finding ways to exploit loopholes or whatever, which they're not. I mean, they're providing opportunities for guys to play football. And some of these guys like 
to leave for a few years for different assignments. So he's he's he says weird things. Uh, here's something else funny that he has to say about Utah State. They uh, return a ton of starters, guys that uh, that have rejoined them since 2019. 83% are their guys that make up their yards and their tackles and their production. From last year that are back, they've added a bunch of transfers too. I don't know if anybody in college football has done more to add via the free agency route more than they have. You know, you look at the quarterbacks from Arkansas State, you know, guys from Texas, from Utah, from Miami, UCLA. 2-0, and uh, they're averaging 37 points a game. You rush for 220 a game, and you throw for nearly 315 a game. I mean, you're averaging five, over 530 yards of offense. That's more than really, really good. And so uh, certainly a, a heck of a challenge that way. And then defensively, just their movement, how well they played at Washington State to win a Pac-12 road game and how dominant they were defensively against a really, really dynamic Washington State offense. You know, this is one of those programs they are completely invested. You know, clearly you see they've already completed a major stadium renovation. Uh, you look in every one of their team ball sports. You know, they've been great in basketball, you know, as far as on the edge of the term or being in the tournament or when the Mountain West Conference conference tournament they're really really good dude we're just we just want to ask about utah state football and what what you're seeing out of them this year we don't need to know what your thoughts are on their facilities and their men's basketball team well it's a really weird comment to make sometimes coaches will say things like that to kind of send a message to their own administration look these guys at least and they're committed you know they're committing the resources for facility upgrades and i i get that uh he has he's made you know, snide comments like that. They're kind of backhanded comments towards his own administration and th- his own athletic department. But I find it weird that he says that on the day that they announced like a $180 million commitment to improve their own facility. Yeah. <laughs> what? I just don't get this guy. I have tried. <laughs> I just... I tried. It does not connect with me. 9315. Does Calhoun only say this stuff when he plays USU? No. No. He, he is very very disliked by a lot of other schools in the Mount West Conference. 0251. Oh, geez, sorry. Um, 0251, Calhoun... Oh, sorry. Calhoun complains about our team's age more than any other coach. In fact, he is the only coach that complains about our team's age. That is 100% true. true. But I just think this was funny here. I don't know if anybody in college football has done more to add via the free agency route more than they have. Which is okay. So I don't see that as condescending as you might think. Well, maybe I just think it's funny the term that he used. It's not free agency. Yeah, I don't. Again, he's jealous. Well, he's jealous because he doesn't have the same opportunities at Air Force. At Air Force as he does. As other schools do in his own conference. But I don't find it that condescending for some reason. I'm like, hey, well, that's right. Utah State went to the transfer portal they were aggressive and got aggressive in the transfer portal. They got guys sure. out of Michigan, Miami, a lot of Power wherever. Five kids. Yeah, they went after it, so it's it's not false. Uh, Piranhas text in. So the old guys are standing on the bank, looking at the bridge in the distance. <laughs> also, viewing the current in the river, going the going to the office. It direction. What on earth? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Couldn't have said it any better. <sighs> yes. Oh, look who's in the house. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
Hey, you what's know, going on? Where are you going? Get back here. Full Court Press alum John Russell just popped in. Can we put him on the air? Yes, absolutely. Yes, give him the mic. He's on. I just want to know if he has the same thoughts I do about that freaking howdy doody dude. That's Coach Calhoun to you. <laughs> here, you take this chair. No, I need to stand. <laughs> what happened in here? It's, it's an explosion of uh, sports. Oh, I'm sorry. The only thing that we had hanging up is a Rolling Stones poster and a bunch of, like, Blue Leaf or not books, which, by the way, I'm replacing those with media guides and stat books coming up here in the next couple days. Um, you like it? No, it's Patriot stuff. That's junk. So he likes it. He loves it. He's just <laughs> jealous he didn't get to have this stuff when he was doing the show. That's all right. But we've we've balanced it out with some Cub stuff over here. Well, too, in your so. little your little cubby, no pun intended. You're back there. You, you know, you just put your blinders on. Yeah, I'm in my little area. So you you guys kind of uh, blew my comment off yesterday about we're going to see what happens with this coaching staff. So who's no. the, who's the better coaching staff? We don't know. Blake Anderson or Troy Calhoun? Yes, sir. Well, at this point, Calhoun's staff has a little more experience under their belt with how to run things at Air Force. Yeah, but are we already... It's a little hard to know on a first-year coach. Are we we already, and is this too early to be putting a measuring stick on a coaching staff that's in year one, two games, three games into the season? Well, and let me clarify, he's not a first-year Head coach no. as a first-year experience head coach, but first year in a new in, place. in a new conference, yeah. a bigger conference, more talent, without question. Like the whole like measuring stick of let's see how good Blake Anderson really is. Got to stop. We got to got to stop. Let's play twelve games. Yeah, and then let's, let's give him a year. Let's give him two years. Let's give the staff. Let's give two him a years. full recruiting cycle. My gosh, and then and then we can start kind of measuring out. But I mean, your non-conference next year includes Alabama. BYU at BYU. Uh, yeah, I just got to give him a couple of years. So I, I agree with you, but the only question is, is you look at any program that's in a position similar to Utah State where they come out and they get two huge wins right off the bat. And don't discount North Dakota. That's a, that's a good football team. Uh, they just don't have the athletes Utah State has. True. So they turn around. They come in. They beat a Power 5 school. Which has been how long? So that immediately everybody's you know ears are pricked up and like oh hey power five this is good and then to have an exciting game like that where they turn around they go down big early and still come back beat a good football team and yeah you're right wait until we get a full season under our belt but you know people are out there judging them right now and and you know love them or hate them Calhoun's a good coach he wouldn't have been at Air Force this long. If he wasn't a good coach, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. But again, I just even the people who are, and you're right, there are people out there who are already, you know, putting the measuring stick up and saying, "Okay, how do you actually look against Air Force when you haven't seen them for your whole entire career?" Yeah. Let's go ahead and try it, anyways. You know, if you can't beat Air Force, you're not as good as you were. We all thought you were. You know, or as so many Aggie fans thought you were. Like, but you, it's not a surprise. Stop. It's not a. It's not like. What happened? Air Force, they always air it out, and then they're running this crazy option. You know what you're facing. 
whether you came from Arkansas State, whether you came from Delaware State, whether you came from uh, Bishop, what's the school? Gorman. Sycamore? Oh, no, no Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> you know what you're in for. This this is not a surprise. It's not like, oh, last year they led the nation or when the top five, ten, whatever they are, in rushing, and this is a new thing for them. That's who they are. Okay. Who, who, who was the coach that said, we know who they are? Dennis Green, right? Dennis Minnesota, Green. Yeah, Minnesota yeah. Yeah, we know who they are. We know what they're going to do. So, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. So, and we still let them off the hook. We still let them off the hook. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm at a point where i got to be honest. I'm one of those people that, that think Coach Anderson's done a great job so far. But my expectations are already higher for him. That's crazy. Why can't we just keep them even keel? Like, like what your expectation was before the season, state your expectation throughout the year. And if it's either lowered or higher after the year, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But we're sitting there now. Okay, wait. If they instead of being six and six, if they're not nine and three, this is a very disappointing season. You said they were going to be six and six, three and nine. You know, seven. Don't point at me. I never said they'd be oh, three yeah. and nine. Yeah, yeah. Your voice did. Um, My voice said six and six. Oh, man. He goes, six and six. six, That means six and six. uh, I guess six and six, but really maybe three and nine. Throw an Eeyore impersonation. Anyways, so here's the thing is, why is everybody's predictions all of a sudden changing because he won two games? Like, don't add it so unfair to Coach Anderson and this staff to say, oh, well, they won the first two games. Okay, now if they don't go seven and five, if they don't go nine and three, this is a disappointing coaching staff. That is so frustrating to me. And it is so unfair to Coach Anderson and the staff. But it's but it's it's human nature. No, it's not. I mean you yeah, no, oh, yeah to a no, degree it is. It, is. it, it is happens not. in every sport at every level. You get a little bit of success early. I recall a few years ago when the New England Patriots started off undefeated and you were like, They are so good. <laughs> they are so amazing. Nothing they do is wrong. Uh, one two six or excuse me one and six expectations change one six two nine texts into the show and says too early to judge Coach Anderson but way more confidence against Air Force than prior to the season I don't mind losing but just don't look hopeless and unadaptable so honestly though good point when you went game by game and sorry you know I try to remember these things I have my priorities in life did you think Air, uh, Utah State was going to beat Air Force no at the beginning of the year yes see I didn't. I had him going two and one in the next three games. So, and and the last comment from there from the last uh, texture, I think is spot on because I don't know about you, Eric, but for me, I did not. It went down the schedule. Air Force loss. You know, good team. Where I'm now at a point where I'm like, hey, we've got a chance. And not only do we have a chance, we have a good chance. You've seen so many things. Yeah, the the defense is going to really have to step up. But the fact remains, offense. You got to admit it's better than you thought it was going to be coming into this year. Yeah, the offensive line has, has uh, impressed me yes. compared to where I thought they would be. Yeah, yeah. where they thought we'd hold up. Yeah, yeah, I would agree to that. But they're <laughs> so that's like you in basketball, AJ. I, you know, I oh, heard you talk about it. Here and we then go. I saw you play. Here we go. And I was like, oh no, no, no. Okay, our expectations, dude. I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> That's such bull crap. I'm so good at basketball. That's such baloney. You are a legend in your own mind. Okay, what was your record before the season started of the Utah State football team? I had them at six and six. And do you still think it stays at six and six? No. Are you going to be disappointed if it's less than six and six? Well, okay. So let me let me let me 
first sure. make my own comment. Um, why do I think they're not going to be six and six? Because I've watched two games and I was like, this team is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And, and the way they've utilized talent, the play calling, the adjustments they've made uh, at different points in the games, to me, they're a better football team. Um, looking at the quarterback position, really feel good about Bonner. He's he's doing a great job. I like the running backs that they've played. We haven't really talked about them a lot. Yeah. But, the, I mean, they're looking good. And like you said, Eric, the offensive line, a lot more solid. Game by game, yeah. And, I'm again, with that texture, I, you know, if they come out and they get blown away 35-3, to and not only can we not handle their offense, but our, our – we can't handle their offense, but our offense sputters. Yeah, I'm going to be disappointed. Am I going to be disappointed if they go six and six again this year? Yeah, to be honest, That's because crazy. they because because honestly, you didn't expect them to beat Washington State. It doesn't matter. You didn't expect them to be anything better than six and six. Right. I, look, this is a guy who he would have won a Power Five game on the road. And if he goes to six and six and finishes at six and six, he has done something that only one other guy at Utah State has been able to do, and that is go to a bowl game in his first year as a head coach. Yeah, that's a success. Yeah, if they win or lose, that's kind of besides the point. It's about what he did in the regular season and in his first year, an inaugural year at Utah State. He goes to a bowl game at six and six. That's a huge success in my mind. I, I, I understand, look, they're off to a great start, and they show potential to win more games than that. And if they only come out winning five games, well, yeah, that is a huge disappointment after how they started. But still, if they turn out winning six games, which we thought before the season, you and I both, mm-hmm. six and six, I would still think that's a success. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I would agree. And you're taking it that I'm taking that as, as a knock on – Coach Anderson, which I'm not, because is anybody that's that's you know heard me talk about with basketball, Utah State and basketball, there's no sliding anymore because every team they look at the roster and their teams that there's oh San Diego State that's going to be a tough one, uh, you know UNLV uh, they're always tough. We love to go to Vegas. We're one of those circled, and I think that already with these two wins. Not that they would have prepared, and this is kind of what you guys slammed me on. I, I texted in yesterday. You said they're not preparing any differently, but their eyes are open. I'm not saying that Air Force would have been like, oh, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to prep for Utah State, but they're looking at it different. I guarantee you their coaching staff is saying, you know what? You guys thought they were rebuilding? Look at what they've done. They've beaten a Power 5 team. They beat a good North Dakota team that they had to come back on. They got out, and they got a big lead, and and they couldn't hold it. Let's look at that 75-yard touchdown pass. Let's look at what Rice has done on the defensive side. I don't think they're quite rebuilding. Are you know are they are they gonna go eleven and one? No, that'd be really cool. I hope they do, and I'll come back here and say, boy, I was wrong on that one. Cross I think we all really were. good. You know that'd <laughs> yeah. be awesome. But yeah, I think that if they go six and six, is that is that a reflection on Coach Anderson not being a good coach? No. But yeah, at this point, I would be because I think they're a lot better. They are a lot better than I thought they were just a month ago. Uh, 0251 text into the show. The cool thing about Coach Anderson going to a bowl game in his first year is the last year that we did it, or at least the last year we did not go to a bowl game, when Matt Wells did it before he took over a bowl-eligible football team. Uh, 
Let's look at the history. Yeah, uh, will you check the media guide on that one? I'm not yeah, so because sure. that's not. I'm not calling 0251 a liar, that's, but it might be incorrect on that so one. The year before Matt Wells, they went to a bowl game. They won 11 games. Went to the Idaho Potato Bowl, didn't they? They did. Uh, Matt Wells' first year, he went nine and five. Went to the went Arizona to, Bowl. Went to no New Mexico Bowl. Went to the uh, Mountain West Championship game. Lost that Lost one. Fresno State. Then went down to the Poinsettia Bowl and beat Northern Illinois, who was a top 25 team. Yeah. Matt Wells is the only coach in his first year to take his team to a bowl game that I've been able to find. You know, think think good. about numbers. So right now the Aggies are two and zero. For them not to go to a bowl, they would have to go three and seven the rest of the season. Would you not be disappointed if they went three and seven the rest of the way? Okay. Oh, now when you phrase it that way, I'd be disappointed. But they aren't going to go three and seven the rest of the way. Right. I mean, they're going so to beat Air Force. They've, they've, so then they go four and six the rest of the way to be a, a five hundred team. I'm not going to be disappointed. It's six and six football, which is what I, you thought it would be. But you that's a good point. Be, I we we would, would be frustrated. I mean, you'd start out the season beating Washington State on the road. On the road. And on the back half of the schedule, when it's a lot softer, you don't win those games. That would be frustrating. Yeah, but you we would again, be frustrated. At the end, you're but if they still go to a bowl game, into a bowl game, we have to consider. Look, on the whole, the season was a success. Moments of frustration, yes, but the season on a whole should be considered a success. Yeah, exactly. You're six and six, and in the first year, it's first year they go to a bowl game. But yet we're sitting here whining and moaning because, well, they went 6-6 six and six instead of 9-3 and three when they had a favorable quote-unquote schedule. That's crazy to oh, me. Oh, okay. I think I understand what the text is talking about. Okay, help me. Looking over it one more time. The cool thing about him going to bowl game in his first year is that last year they didn't go to a bowl game. Yeah. Oh, when Matt go. took over, it was a team that had been to a bowl game before. By the way. So I, that is a – that's if I'm – I think I've – Got that figured out a little bit better. So, yeah, Matt Wells took over a team that was used to success and winning and had a fantastic year. Blake Anderson's coming in with a program that was in all kinds of shambles. Yeah. But let me ask you guys, um, with the amount of good teams we have in the Mountain West Conference, right? We have San Jose State, Wyoming, Nevada, Fresno State, San Diego State, Boise State, us. Seven bowl teams. Not all seven are going bowling. I think you said San Diego State twice. Yes, say San Diego State twice. Boise yeah. State, San Diego State, us. Wyoming, San Jose, Nevada, Nevada, yeah, Nevada. Yeah, don't look past San Jose. San Jose State's gonna be a monster to deal with at yeah. their place. By the way, um, who Fresno State is gonna be really good. So yeah. there's a lot of bowl eligible teams that are gonna be bowl eligible come November. And I don't think Mountain West has that many bull tie-ins or can do that much or at least offer that much for the Mountain West Conference. Someone's going to get left out of this unhappy. So we, we at the first of the portion before the season started, we said six and six guarantees you a bowl game. And now I don't think so. Yeah. Now I think you got to go seven and five. Well, and we don't know what the bowl situation is going to look like either. I mean, the San Francisco, the yeah, bowl that's in San Francisco bowl. has been canceled already. And that's a G5 bowl. Well, I know that's a P5 bowl, that's isn't a it? P5 bowl, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're going to be – but but instead they're going to take another G5 bowl and they're going to try and add P5 teams into it to get them their, you know, their allotted slots, which is a bummer. I, I, think, I think there's going to be a Mountain West Bowl eligible team that's going to get left out of the picture. 
which is uh, it's happened. I think it happened in eighteen. Wyoming had a few times. Yeah, Wyoming got left out for BYU in the uh, Boise uh, Bowl, Idaho Potato Bowl, which was a bummer that they let an independent team take over that bowl game. But so be it. You know, I just you guys probably need to go to break, but it it still comes down to the Aggies have put themselves in a position, and and like I said, I'm not. This is no, you know. slam on coach anderson the fact is is you win the first two games your expectations are much better or much higher and we're at a point now where we've put ourselves in a position where it can be a lot more of a special season than we anticipated you know we talked six and six and now i'm thinking is eight and five you know eight and four necessarily out of out of order well it's a fair question but i think that i mean we all should have been tempering our expectations and then let's get through the first five games and see what this team is about because that's a brutal five game stretch outside of that North Dakota game notwithstanding yeah so we're two games through three more to go so far so good but these next three are really tough yeah they're really tough yeah and I mean thank goodness there's a bye week right after that BYU week they're going to be so welcome to see that thing and then you got UNLV which is UNLV and they just they're horrible in so many ways so yeah just this three-game stretch is really critical I get it and it's important as a like you know let's see what this team looks like right now this year with Air Force Boise State and BYU but I I just to peg it on the season as a whole and to say look if we end up at this because of this stretch just I don't know I don't like it uh, we do need to take a timeout, but when we come back on the other side, we'll hear from Derek Wright and A.J. Vongpachan, what they think about Air Force, what they're seeing, uh, having their first home game under their belts, the student section. Great to see uh, the, the fan base awesome. show out in yeah. the rain. So we'll hear from them. Uh, it, we'll hear some more from Coach Calhoun, from Blake Anderson as well, part of our opposition research here on a Wednesday on the Full Court Press. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing, so you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Western Extermination is your simple solution for lawn care and pest control. Your yard is meant to be enjoyed without bugs like ants and wasps, mosquitoes and spiders, plus rodents that chew up your lawn and garden. Western Extermination offers fertilization to keep your lawn green and healthy and to keep weeds away. Rodents, dairy flies and mosquitoes cause a problem when trying to enjoy the outdoors. You can count on Western Extermination to exterminate the problem. Ask about military and advance pay discounts, residential and commercial properties, curb to curb services. Western Extermination has you covered. 512-0014. That's 512-0014 for Western Extermination. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. 
Great Basin Graphics has the experts to create business designs, apparel, and products that will make your employees and customers look fantastic. Great Basin Graphics has been designing and creating the best apparel for over 30 years. Great Basin Graphics is going to make people look. Stop by the new location at 966 West 400 North to see hundreds of great ideas or go to greatbasingraphics.com for screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design options. Greatbasingraphics.com for details and information. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring the new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You know, just some of the details that are involved, you know, and how you play. Now, it's a brand new set of circumstances and details this week. I don't want to say it's a bygone. The river's, the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. Uh, currents, waves, bygones, bygones. Ridges. I'm surprised he didn't use dragons. Like, like, hey, you know, when a dragon is flying and its wings are soaring. You know what? If he ever leaves, you guys are going to be seriously bummed because it, it, it doesn't get <laughs> he any provides such great that. material. It's like what Mike Leach is to the SEC. Troy Calhoun is to the Mount West. Yeah, but Conference. Mike Leach does it intentionally. Like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Calhoun is just. <laughs> Wait, you think Mike Leach is doing it on purpose? Yes. I wanna. I wanna go to dinner one night with Calhoun. Just, just one night. <laughs> slip him a couple cocktails. Get him loose. Dude, it he's up. gonna be all over the place. It would. He would be all over the freaking place. It would, but it would be awesome. I would hurt so bad from laughing. <laughs> I would, you would just him or Leach. I would absolutely, yeah. or even Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin might. Lane Kiffin would be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the stories he could tell me while he's just absolutely head over hills on the green goose martini. Oh my gosh, I would anything for that. Calhoun. So, John, uh, your, your quick prediction for Utah State and Air Force this weekend. It really comes down. I think uh, Utah State's going to put points up. I, I really love their offense. I love what Coach is doing, the coaching staff's doing. It's going to be whether they can handle that that option. And and you know how many times we we talk about the run game, but how many times have we seen as Aggie fans they'll give that little fake and then they'll oh, hit a dude. tight end and they just drift them out 40, you five know, yards over just, the line and nobody even sees it coming. Yeah, and they just lum, rumble, rumble, rumble. You know? Can I ask you so, what about the physical and what has pressed impressed you the most? Because for me. It's the physical and mental toughness of the team. Something that I didn't see last year. And of I think, USU? Yeah. Sorry, of Utah State. But I think that's, as we've heard stories, that may more be so because of people leading them or not leading them, for that lack of matter. What has impressed you so so far about Utah State? I think ultimately it's these guys are in into the game. They're, they're, they are into what they're doing. Uh, last year, you know, I hated to say it. I mean, it was, it was like they didn't really care. It was like no, it was I almost agree. like there were some guys that were like, "Oh crap, it's noon. We got a game at one. <laughs> Better run over to the stadium." You know, and I, 
I, you know, I really have that feeling. I, I think the real, the way they've bought into what Coach Anderson's doing, the fact that he's holding them accountable, and the fact that just flat out these guys seem to, to really be into what they're doing. And this is their focus. It's not, you know, other things. You know, hey, let's, let's you want to come over and play Xbox? No. I can't. I got a game today. You know, <laughs> that almost seemed like the attitude with some yeah. of the guys that they'd rather be, you know, gaming up and, uh, you know, playing. It, it doesn't playing help some. when your head coach publicly says, we didn't want to go play this game. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was the LSU game. And so that, look, that starts at the top and it trickles down to everybody on the team. And you have a game like that, it's not hard to say that it's going to translate to other games, too. When you have that attitude. Yeah, I, I think that's the key. And really, you know, conversation came, you know, were you going to be disappointed? Heck no, I'm not disappointed with Coach Anderson at all of no. what he's doing. You know, as the season progresses, the way things have started, you know, I'm going to stand by my position. But I think he's a home run hire right there. I, I think he's done a great job, and you're seeing that in the players. The fact that he's not just doing things, you know, look at what he did switching sides. You know, for a lot of people, that that doesn't make a difference. But to me, it was just the fact that he was he's not willing to do things as they've always been done. Yeah, He's going to do it the way he wants, and if he's successful with it, he's going to keep going. And, and I'd almost be willing to bet, had they lost to North Dakota, that would be the only time they would have done that. Yeah. You and I, I, really quick, before we let you go, i got to ask you, Ryan Oden, the new coach over at the, for men's basketball, it sounds like they got some really good things rolling. What are you most excited to see? about this team come November? You know, I think the fact is the last couple of years we've we've known what we've had. You know, it was Sam and Nimi and, you know, then it was it was Nimi and and I think you're gonna see, you know, in those last couple of years, everything was kind of oriented around them. You know, how are we gonna play with Nimi? What are we gonna do with him? Well, we got Sam, so when it's at the end of the game, you know, we'll just give it to Sam and everybody go into a corner and just let you know let him do his thing. And I think you're going to see this year where the team is not going to be reliant on a couple of guys. You're going to have to see everybody produce. And I think every night we'll be talking about it. Well, tonight it was Bean did this, and wow, Miller and great interview by the way with with uh, Rock oh, yeah. Miller yesterday. Yeah, that was, that a lot was of fun. great. Um, but you know, it, it, one night it'll be you know Miller was on fire and lit it up for thirty, and then the next night it'll be not only did Bean get a double double, he got a twenty twenty. You know, it, it's going to be one of those things where every night somebody's going to step up, and and uh, I think that'll that to me that's what Aggie basketball's always been. You know, we, we didn't have one guy. You know, it was, you know, there were always other guys that stepped up and made the difference. I think that's what you're going to see. Thanks, John. Uh, good to see you. Well, Full Court you. Press alum, part of the RKVNU game night coverage when it comes to Aggie basketball. 34, I never got my score in. 34 31 Aggies. Ooh. It's a high scoring game. It is a high scoring game. There you go. Okay. I like I, as long as he has Aggies at the end of it, I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I care about. I have him winning too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. Great to see you, man. All right. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with A.J. Vongpachan after practice yesterday and get his thoughts about preparing for Air Force. Very physical team. Tough team to defend with the run game. And, uh, yeah, what it's like with the 2-0 start. So, A.J. Vongpachan, one of the great linebackers for Utah State. A.J. Vongpachan, one of the standout linebackers for Utah State. And uh, off to a great start, 2-0. That's exciting. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often around here, so that's cool. Um, before we get into Air Force, just how you feel about how things are going so far with this new coaching staff and 
how you guys have started off uh, the season so far. Yeah, no, it's been really great. I mean, just going from when they first came in, you know, leading through winter into the spring and, you know, some workouts, you know, just being able to see it just finally pays off, you know, all the hard work that we've gone through as a unit, especially what we went through last year. Uh, a lot of those same guys are still on the team. But just to be able to start off 2-0 uh, is huge for us. You know, it gives a lot, a lot of confidence, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done, uh, especially going into conference. Um, just got to fix the little things and uh, make sure that we don't hang our heads on high two for the first two wins and kind of just reset uh, and get out to keep getting after it. Last week, North Dakota kind of surprised you guys. It seemed like with some, they were throwing all kinds of stuff at you early on, and you made adjustments and flipped it the other way around. But um, what was it kind of early on that kind of got you guys kind of on your heels where you had to take a minute to readjust? Yeah, no, it was just a lot of different, a lot of different things they threw out that we hadn't seen or really, uh, you know, really seen all on film. You know, they played one game. Uh, we kind of knew that they were going to try to do a lot of trick plays, but for them to come out. And consecutively trick plays, trick plays, you know, it was definitely a surprise. But, you know, uh, glad that we were able to kind of fix it, fix the issues and uh, kind of help our offense out uh, by stopping them. And then just, you know, that student section was awesome. Uh, and what's that like having them there, just that support? But you're on a different side of the field now, so you don't have the students right behind you. What, How different is that for you guys? Or just generally how do you feel about that, the students that showed up? even in the rain and the lightning and everything else. No, it's huge. I mean, last year, zero fans. You know, we kind of had a couple, you know, throughout the year with capacity issues. But um, for them to stay at, come out and just stay out uh, after the, you know, hour delay or whatever it was, uh, is huge. You know, just seeing them, you know, I came out for warm-ups. You know, they were all there. I was super, we were all super pumped. And then uh, after the delay, to still see them there was uh, absolutely huge, especially uh, for our first home game. It just means, uh, means a lot to us and it just gets us juiced. Air Force is a very unique team and how they run things offensively. You've faced them before. How, how much of a challenge is that for a defense to try to figure out what they're trying to do? Yeah, no, it's super difficult. You know, this is going to be my third year playing them. Uh, just, you know, discipline, discipline, discipline. And then on top of being the most physical team out there, uh, it's a challenge, just especially throughout fourth quarter, all four quarters. So if we're able to just do our job cons- consecutively uh, and be the most physical team out on the field, uh, I think we'll be just fine. And then your role in, in the linebackers in that run support and how they have so many different options that they come out of that, just that th- we've seen a really good defensive front that you guys are putting together. It's just, I guess, your role, how you fit into some of that, what they're trying to do offensively and how you try to stop that. Yeah, you know, we got a good little rotation going on this week. A uh, couple guys moving to different spots. Uh, I'll be probably moving more to the edge uh, just to contribute more uh, for the run support off the edge, you know. And then uh, a couple of other guys will be in the box, uh, traditional linebackers. So just being, being able to stop the run every single down, you know, especially third and short, we know they're going to go for it on fourth down. Uh, just being able to get, off, get them off the field uh, and get the buffer offense is going to be huge. A.J. Vaughn-Bachan, best of luck as you guys open up Mountain West Conference play. Thank you. The first ever Latino festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health 
Health Insurance. Members First Credit Union. Our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Hispanic Employees Resources Group. Cytiva. Earn hourly wages of $20 or more at Cytiva. iFit. A global company committed to diversity and inclusion welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and even your dad shoes to the first ever Latino Festival. September 18th, starting at 3 p.m. on Logan's Center Street. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Fouling and snow oil change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerex. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerex, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerex, find your ring. Make it special. Make it Jerex. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Always, I, a, always fun to hear... It is. Have John Russell stopped by. It is. And John's great and one of the best in the business. And uh, we, we need him on a lot more, too. He does a great job. Eric, I love what the defense is doing. I have confidence in them this Saturday. I really do. I think it's going to be a drag-out fight. They're going to be physical with each other. These two teams do not like each other. I'm going to make that very clear. You're going to see some hits. You're going to hear some hits. It's going to be physical. But I think this team is up to the challenge, Eric. Eric. And I also think that this offense, with a good receiving core, can move the ball downfield. Here's the thing about moving the ball. Air Force in game one this season against Lafayette Leopards allowed 43 yards rushing. Last week at Navy allowed 36 yards rushing. Navy, triple option team that runs the ball all the time. <laughs> now, granted, Navy also got their offensive coordinator fired after that yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. And yep. then reassigned as just a quarterback's coach. But that is a stout defense trying to stop the run. So that the passing game has to be on point for Utah State. I mean, the running game still needs to they need to be uh, they don't just throw that away. Utah State needs to continue to try to to pound it. Um but uh, I actually talked to Derek Wright about that possibility that the uh the the passing game may be more in play this week and he could see more balls thrown his way because of it. Derek Wright, great wide receiver for Utah State. Somebody who's been in this program for a little bit. You've seen Air Force before. Um, what are you guys seeing out of them 
this year? Is it anything different than what you've seen before when you've looked at them in film or in person? Um, no, nothing different really. We just know going into it it's going to be a battle. Um, we know offensively that our possessions and time with the ball is going to be limited, so execution is key when we play them. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, looking at film and stuff, the only thing different is personnel, really. They're going to try and do the same things that they have in the past defensively. So, I know that they've got a real mentality where they want to stop the run and may try to force Utah State to be more of a passing team. How do you feel like would that really be a problem for Utah State if that happens? No, I don't think so. I think we've proven the, these last two weeks that we can pass the ball when we need to. Um, I think that we have a really strong run game, so I think it's going to be a challenge for them to stop it either way. But if they want to load the box and try and take that away, I like our chances on the perimeter. This is a team that's got some outstanding talent at the wide receiver group. Uh, I mean, you've made some great plays, Devin Tompkins. I mean, it's a long list. Bowling had a great week this last week. Uh, does that does it help with some competition? Do you guys have little rivalries there? Are you all supporting each other? What's that like with the talent right now with the wide receiver core? Yeah, no, we're all definitely lucky that everybody's having big games because they can try and scheme something up to stop one person, and that's just going to free other people up. I mean, we're super supportive of each other in this group. We're not going to get you know jealous of other people's success. We're just going to feed off of it. If one person's having a good game, we're just going to try and get them the ball. Um, defense is going to have to do something to stop that and then we're going to get other people the ball so air force is known as having a very physical style of defense they don't mess around um do you guys feel like the way that you prep against your own defense that prepares you for that or how do you kind of prepare yourself for what you may see on saturday yeah i think going against our own defense all fall camp they're obviously playing really physical that helps us prepare for games like this um air force you know they're going to be they're always going to be tough and, you know, try and grind out their wins um, and, and be physical while doing so. And we know that going in. We just need to make sure we go in there and be physical back and, you know, not just give in to their physicality. Uh, and, and then lastly, this is, um, you know, you, you, this is a team that's off to a 2-0 and start. Um, this is something that's happened with a lot of regularity. Just what's the general feel about how this team has got off to the start so far and just the mood of this team after – couple big wins to get things started yeah I think that the mood right now is we're all really excited um I feel like going into the season there was a lot of people that didn't believe in us didn't think we'd be 2-0 um and we said that going into our first game that really the only people that believed in us were the people in this program everybody outside of us probably expected us to be 1-1 or even 0-2 right now so we're all really excited to be able to come out and do what we you know thought we could do and what we expected us to do and um, get off to this good start well, Derek Wright best of luck as you guys start conference play and on the road at Air Force thank you yeah Utah State has not started off 2-0 since 2012 the last year under the Gary Anderson 1.0 beating Southern Utah and Utah and then before that it was 1997 under John L. Smith so Opening up a season 2-0 is very rarefied air for Utah State. It's a great start, but a big challenge ahead of them this Saturday. And a couple of things that point out uh, with Air Force, getting to know them. Hazik Daniels is their quarterback. Uh, against Lafayette Leopards, he was 3-for-5 passing for 50 yards. Against Navy, 3-for-10, 49 yards passing. It's all about the ground game 
with Air Force. No surprise. And Brad Roberts leads that charge. 25 carries for 111 yards in Game 1. 29 carries for 97 yards and two touchdowns in Game 2. And as you might imagine with Air Force, Daniels is the quarterback running the ball a lot. 19 carries, 72 yards, and three touchdowns in Game 1. 14 carries, 51 yards, and a TD in Game 2. A quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, some final thoughts about Utah State and Air Force, part of our opposition research, getting ready for Game 3 and Game 1 in the Mountain West Conference play for the Aggies. It's youth hockey time for boys and girls ages 4 to 14. The Cache Valley Youth Hockey League wants you to try hockey for two weeks totally free. That's right. First-time skaters can try hockey for free for two weeks. All equipment is included. Coaches will walk you through everything needed. If you are interested in youth hockey, sign-ups are going on now. To learn more about the two-week free youth hockey trial, go to CacheHockey.com. That's CacheHockey.com. Cache Valley Youth Hockey. Join today. My name is Brinley Johnson and I'm a student at New Horizons Beauty College. I love the environment here. I have some of my best friends here, but I also love the education that I get. All the instructors are not only just here to teach you, but make things fun and I've gotten the best education. You learn so much. I learn from each of them and they all each have a different technique that you can edit and it's been way fun. My name is Brinley Johnson and I recommend becoming a student at New Horizons Beauty College. Do it. <laughs> it's so worth your time. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I bet throughout the course of a season, I think especially, I'd say especially the last seven years, you know, that that's fairly frequent in college football. Not everybody, you know, where it's try to snap the ball at, you know, 31 or 30 seconds, still on the clock if able to, but... um there are a good number of squads that, I mean, Utah State, uh, you think back to, you know, here recent staff, they certainly were. That's Coach Troy Calhoun for Air Force talking about Utah State and their pace. And, yeah, I mean, Utah State ran with pace in Matt Wells last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, his last two years, they were had a lot more pace. So it wasn't that long ago that Air Force saw a Utah State team with pace. And certainly that's a, a hallmark of what Blake Anderson's wanting to do. And this is an Air Force defense that has to try to adjust to a vastly different team than what they saw the week prior. But this is a very physical team. They might not have the size as some others in the Mountain West or certainly not Power 5 schools, but they are physical and they don't care. They will get after you at every spot on the field. So you talk about toughness. Mental toughness has to be a real key for Utah State to stay in it and uh, and not give up easily. Yeah, and again, I'm not worried as much about that as I may have been before the season. I'm not worried about that. Uh, what I'm worried about is can you stop the run consistently? Can you make them a one-dimensional? If you make us a one-dimensional team, that's fine. Bonner uh, is okay throwing the ball. We're, we're great. Good luck to you. You make Air Force a one-dimensional team, they're host. They're in you take so away their trouble. run game? You make them throw the ball more than 12 times, they are in deep trouble. Make them a one-dimensional team, and you're going to be all right. They have as many passing attempts in two games as Bonner had in the first half. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy to me. Oh, God. Wow. That is nuts. So, yeah, that, that defensive front for USU is going to get beat up. Uh, but... As we've said so many times, it's about assignment football. 
you don't go freestyling because the second you do, you're going to give something up and they will exploit it. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. And then I think that the other thing is just, I mean, have confidence in yourself with what you're running. Trust what you're running. Trust your game plan and let it rip. Just let it all fly. Uh, appreciate uh, John Russell popping in. That, that was, was fun. fun. That was uh, a lot of fun. Good to hear from the coaches and the players. We'll hear. We've got Except more duty. to get to, so we'll carry it over into tomorrow with Coach Anderson and Coach Halcoon getting you ready for Game One of the Mountain West Conference between these two schools. Game Three overall for Utah State. Can they make it three and zero off to a great start? When's the last time Utah State started their first three games with wins? I think you have to go even further back to find that. Historically possible. We'll see if they can do it in 2021. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. Have a great night. Fox Sports Radio coming up next.